It is day five of Daf Hay. We are holding the Gemara on Daf Hay on base about 11 lines up from the bottom of the page. The Gemara has been learning through a brisa which was darshaning, was expounding a pasuk about the prohibition of Baal The pasuk says, Ki sidor neder Hashem When you make a vow to Hashem your God, lo do not delay the payment, do not delay fulfilling it. Ki Hashem because Hashem will seek it out from you, and there will be a sin in you. And the last part of the Brysa, the last exposition of this Pasuk, was on those last three words, there will be a sin in you. This teaches us, the Brysa said, that if you delay payment of a vow, more than three festivals, there will be a sin only in you, but there won't be a sin in your offering. The sin will be will be in you, but not in your offering. In other words, the offering doesn't become invalid just because you're offering it late. Sure, you're transgressing a negative prohibition in offering it so late, but the offering itself remains valid and can be brought. So the Gemara asks, But this law, that an offering that is late is still valid, is it derived from here, from this Pasuk? Surely, we have another source for this same law from Acherim, from others, Macherim learns as follows. The Tanya is we learned in a price. Acherim Omrim, others say, Yochol Yehei You might think that a Bechor, what is a Bechor? It means a Bechor of an animal, that is a kosher animal that has to be given to the coin. So you might think that a Bechor that has gone through an entire year of life is considered like a disqualified consecrated offering. Why would you think that? Because the Torah says, that the Kohen has to eat it before Hashem your God, year by year. That teaches us that the Kohen has to eat the Bechor, or should eat the Bechor, before the end of its first year of life. So you might think that if you didn't eat it within its first year of life, in other words, you delayed fulfillment of the offering so to speak, in the right manner, you might think it becomes disqualified like a disqualified offering and it should be disqualified for sacrifice. Maybe you can't offer it anymore. You can't sacrifice it anymore once the year has passed. Talmud Lomar. So the puzzle comes to teach you. The Pasuk says, You shall eat before Hashem your God in the place that He will choose to rest His name. What do you eat? The Ma'aser of your grain, your wine and your oil, and the Bechorus of your cattle and flock. What's in this Pasuk next to each other? Ma'aser and Bechor. So by putting these two things together, we are able to derive things from one to the other. From Maser to Bechor, Makish Bechor to Maser. The Torah here is comparing, by juxtaposing the two things in this Pasuk, is comparing a Bechor to Maser Sheni. And what do we learn from that juxtaposition, from that comparison? Ma Maser enu nifsol mishona just like Maser Sheni, doesn't become disqualified by being kept from one year until the next. We know that because the Torah explicitly tells us that if a person had hoarded any masters of the first and second years of the Shemitah cycle, he has to remove them from his house and perform the appropriate mitzvahs with them by the Pesach following the third year. When he says, people will be familiar with these psukim, that it's clear from the Torah that Master Sheni does not become disqualified just because you left it for more than a year. And therefore, the Gemara says, Just like Master Sheni doesn't become disqualified by being kept from one year until the next. So to Bechor, which is compared to Master Sheni in this Pasuk, doesn't become disqualified by being kept from one year until the next. Now, what is the relevance of that? 
So the Mepharshim explained, well, one year until the next. What is within one year? Three festivals are in one year. So if Bechor doesn't become disqualified, even if it's left for a full year, so presumably all other offerings are the same as the Bechor, and that means any offering that passes an entire year, which would include three festivals, any given year would always include three festivals, even though you've delayed it for longer than it should have been delayed, nonetheless, the offering is still valid. And we learn that out because Bechor is learned from Maser and all other offerings are learned from Bechor. So the Gemara says, how can you say that we learn this rule? That if an offering is delayed for more than three festivals, even though you've transgressed a negative prohibition of delaying the offering and Balta Acher, nonetheless the offering remains valid, it can still be offered. How can you say you learn that from Vahayah Bechachet? Surely we have another teaching of Acherim in this Brisa that we learn that same principle out from a Pasuk which juxtaposes Masasheni to Bechor and we learn Bechor from Masasheni and all other sacrifices from Bechor. So the Gemara answers Itzrich, no, it's necessary. We actually need both of these sources. Why? Because if the only source was the one we just learnt about Bechor, Sal Chamini, you might have thought, Hanimili Bechor. That this is only true of a Bechor. Why? The law of Sahu. It's not an offering of appeasement. In other words, it doesn't come to atone for something like a Chatas, an Asham, or an Ola. And it doesn't come like a Shlomim to appease just as a gift to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's neither of those things. And therefore, you might think this is only true of a Bechor. Only a Bechor, since it doesn't come for any form of appeasement, either as an atonement or a gift as an appeasement to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore you might think, since it's neither of those things, that's why, even if it's been delayed, it doesn't invalidate the korban. But when it comes to other sacred offerings, which are offerings of appeasement, you might say they don't affect appeasement if they're offered late. Because since they're coming for an appeasement purpose, so if you don't, can't offer it on time, maybe the law should be, no, you know what? You wanted to bring it as appeasement. You couldn't even be bothered to bring it in the right amount of time. So we're going to invalidate it. Whereas a Bechor is, is not an appeasement offering. So maybe with a Bechor we can understand why a Bechor should be similar to Maser. And why even if it's delayed, even if it's late past the year, you can still offer it. But maybe with the other Korbanos that would not be the case. Kamash Malon, therefore our Bryser comes along to teach us that if you offer it late, there will be a sin in you, but not a sin in in your offering, in other words, your offering remains valid. The Gemara persists for Akati. But wait a minute, still, surely we already have another source for this law and we don't need the words of Hayyabah to teach us this law that an offering that was delayed more than a year remains valid. We learn it out from Ben Azai. The Tanya is we learned in the following Brysa. Now we need a bit of background to understand this Brysa. Ben Azai is talking about something called Pigul. Pigul literally means rejected and it refers to a specific type of disqualification of a sacrifice. Every category of offering has set times when it can be eaten and during which the sacrificial parts have to be burned on the Mizbeach on the altar. Now if a coin when he's doing the blood service of a korban, there are four key components to the blood service of a korban, shechita, kabbalah, holacha, and zrika. We don't have to worry about what exactly those are for now. But just suffice it to say there are four key parts. If a kohen, while doing one of these key parts of the blood service of an offering, intended in his mind, he had the wrong intention, he intended that the meat can be eaten or the sacrificial parts be burned beyond the allotted time. So he had the wrong intention, his intention was about the wrong time. He renders the offering invalid. 
just with his thoughts alone that he had the wrong thoughts. He thought, oh, I'm going to eat it or it's going to be offered or burnt at the wrong time. Then it becomes pigul. It becomes rejected. The offering is rejected. And in reference to such an offering, the Torah says the following words, Lo yerotzeh, it shall not be accepted. Hamakriv oso lo yechoshevlo. The one who offers it, hamakriv oso lo yechoshevlo, it won't be considered for him. It won't count for him. And the Bryce is going to suggest, Benazai is going to suggest in a moment, that the word oso, referring to the sacrifice, the one who offered it, that word oso is superfluous, because if it just said lo yerotzeh, it will not be accepted. The one who offered, it won't be counted for him. From the context of the Pasuk, you could do without the word oso. You would have understood it was talking about the person who was offering it. That, In other words, it doesn't count. This offering is entirely invalid and it doesn't count for the person who offered it. So what is the word oso coming to teach us? Something specific. The one who offers this item, for this item, when it comes to piggle, it won't count for him. It seems to be implying that there is something else which you might have thought would be invalid, but it's not invalid. Only this is invalid, but something else is not invalid. So what is that thing? So let's see in the price of so the price is going to elaborate. Benazai Omer, Benazai says, Oso, Matamodoma. What does the word Oso in the Pasuk mean? We've just explained it seems superfluous. Since we see elsewhere in our Pasuk that we started with today, that when you make a vow to Hashem, you should not delay payment. So what might you have thought? You might have thought that even someone who delays payment of his vow, he says, I'm going to bring a korban, he doesn't bring it within three festivals. You might have thought that in addition to transgressing the prohibition of delaying the vow, it's actually also It's also not going to be accepted. Just like in the Pigal Pasuk, the Torah says, Lo ye it will not be accepted. So too, you might think that this korban that was delayed more than three festivals, Babaliarotse, it will not be accepted. It's included when the Torah says, Lo ye it also includes a korban that has been delayed more than three festivals and it won't be accepted. That's what you might have thought. Talmud Lomar, so that's why the Pasuk with Pigal comes along to say, Osoi, no, Osoi Baloyerotse. Only this item, something that's, that's subject to the prohibition of pigle, that the Kohen had the incorrect thought about the wrong time, that is lo Only this case, by pigle, does the korban itself become completely invalid. But someone who delays payment of his vow, even though he transgressed the prohibition of delaying payment, it's not included in lo yerotzeh. It's not included in the decree of the offering itself shall not be accepted. And therefore, Ben Azai seems to have taught us that the, a delayed offering is valid. That's what you see. A delayed offering remains valid unless it was pigul, which isn't del- a delayed offering at all. It's an improper thought about the timing of the korban. But only by piggle do we say the offering is disqualified. But when it comes to actually delaying the offering of the carbon, that, although a negative prohibition in the Torah of delaying, the pay- of delaying payment of a, lo- of a vow to Hashem, nonetheless, it does not invalidate the carbon. So the Gemara goes back to its original question. How can you say 
that comes to teach you that in you there will be a sin, but not in your sacrifice. Your sacrifice will remain valid. When surely we've already learned that from Ben Azai, who's taught us explicitly that only when it comes to pigul does the offering become invalid, but not when you delay payment of the offering, when you delay bringing the offering, while you've transgressed the negative prohibition, it does not invalidate the offering. We're going to hold it for today and end on a question. We'll answer the question at the beginning of next week. I wish you all a very good day.